0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSE has opened its doors for another day. We're about 35 minutes into the session, so it's time for the opening with Nick Kunzer from Sanlan Private Wealth. It's a Tuesday, it's August the 4th, and mm-hmm. uh, it's the Northern Hemisphere summer. People are a little bit fed up, and I think the market's taking a little bit of a breather this morning because there seems to be very little activity, apart from, of course, the NASDAQ, which I mean, it's gone to 11,000. Where did it go, Nick? Do you remember in in 1999, 2000? I think it went to something like 5,200 or something like that. So it's more than doubled in that time. But I mean, that's not the full story, because it's doubled in a very, very short space of time, in fact.
1: You're entirely right. And also, we're near that sort of another 1,000-point milestone. I mean, 10,905, so we're now 95 points away from 11. I mean, it is quite extraordinary. Another new record high. And, of course, no record high, anything to do with equities would not be complete without a congratulatory tweet from Mr. Trump, of course, straight afterwards. Um, Hmm. But more interesting for me, though, Lindsay, if if you actually – as much as we've been concentrating so much on the NASDAQ and the, and, and the FANGs and a couple of, you know, sort of five shares dragging us higher, um, I saw the Russell 2000 yesterday in America, which is 2,000 shares which make up that index, which is which is a bit of a, I guess, a, a broader base to sort of middle America. And uh, that index was up almost 2% yesterday too. So we're starting to see a little bit of, movement out of the momentum sort of top fives and actually a little bit of buying on the broader base. So I don't know, maybe, I mean, I'll take it as quite a positive sign for now anyway, that it seems to be a little bit more people hunting for value, maybe getting out of that bigger space.
0: Yeah, things are definitely going on, Nick. But as I said to you last night and also said to uh, David Shapiro, that I think the next few months are going to be absolutely tumultuous, mm. whether it be to the upside, to the downside, or just politically or economically, I don't know. Whether the markets follow, who knows? But mm. I think one has to be – it's almost like a double option play, isn't it? You've got, to be, you've got to be long the calls and you've got to be long the puts, and they've got to be way out of the money. That's, that's, yeah. my, that's my trade for the rest of the year. And, in fact, we'll we talk to, about that on the Tuesday call trade. It a,
1: mm. We used to call that a condor, the wider it is. You get your straddles. Uh, which are quite narrow together. Then you get a condor and then you get other stuff. And really con- we can talk about tonight. tonight get things called butterflies as well. So you basically can participate in uh, protecting the up and the downside. but we can discuss that tonight. Um, I don't know if you saw uh, just briefly, Lindsay, there's some numbers that came out yesterday, which explains maybe a little bit of the – we had a lot of green in Europe yesterday. I mean it was really a strong session. A lot of news and this morning again in the Far East, as a Troy will point out a good one as well. Lots of PMI numbers out yesterday, which were surprisingly better. So it seems to be that that things are slowly starting to open up for now, anyway, in that manufacturing space. And that that, would, that was my explanation to a few clients this morning on our call of why we saw this bounce. Manufacturing from Spain to Italy, from China in the morning, and even South Africa was a little bit better than expected yesterday. So against that backdrop, we've got a little bit of a a greener screen this morning.
0: Very good indeed, yes. Whether it's just a brief hiatus from the downturn, uh, I don't know. But anyway, we'll we'll see, Nick. What's happening? What's what's the mood this morning before we get into the numbers?
1: So it seems a bit more of a positive sort of tone to it, um, I mean we mentioned it yesterday, I mean everyone asking about the RAND because it was a real outlier My. for the last sort of two, three trading sessions uh, since about Thursday it wasn't following its emerging market peers it wasn't leading its emerging market peers it was literally RAND sellers yes. um, that seems to have stopped a little bit this morning, we have a bit of RAND strength coming through which you can point out later when we chat um, and I, the mood this morning I think a little bit more optimistic, it feels a bit more positive um, One glance at the Far East this morning, every single sector I follow was in the green. We had some numbers that we had um, Bank of Australia this morning keeping rates on hold. Uh, We had this afternoon, we have a couple of earnings out from across the pond. Um, But other than that, the diary is fairly quiet today. But definitely, just to summarize, there's definitely a little bit more of a positive kickoff to, to August this morning.
0: Very good. Looking at the stock exchange news service um, at 7:05 this morning, Royal Buffer King Platinum Limited came out with its results. The share price has responded quite nicely, up, up three and a third percent on my delayed screen. Um, again, I, I always ask you the same question: you go for the bigger guys rather than the smaller guys, don't you, when it comes to PGM producers?
1: Yes you do i mean just more from it 's more from a i guess a prudence investing that you want someone that 's got a, a, a sort of bigger balance sheet because, as we all know, these pGMs are very cyclical, so you want guys to have Deep pockets in the downturns, and they want to be leveraged on the upside when, when things are good. So, I mean, a good set of numbers, but um, I would tend to lean more towards implants or Pilot, platinum, one of the likes.
0: And when you come to your grocery exposure, what do you go for? Do you go for mm. the spa? Do you go for ShopRite, which we spoke about yesterday? And you said you like ShopRite mm. and uh, a few others, so Woolworths, but um pick and pay stores. Earnings update, it says here. Earnings update August 2020. That's a new one. The PL company has come up mm. with a new one. Earnings update, not trading update. What did you make of this one in your morning meeting?
1: Guys weren't very excited. Uh, I think this, uh, the ShopRite numbers yesterday has really cast a sort of shadow over the whole local retail space only because of their increase in profit of sort of market share month the last. What was it, six, eight, ten months or something the number was? I can't quite recall. Yeah. But they've literally been, if you pardon the pun, Lindsay, I mean, they've been eating everyone else's lunch. So at the moment, not overly excited with Pick and Pay, and um, we, I think we used some more attention on the ShopRite numbers yesterday. So Pick and Pay was brushed aside this morning. Not much interest.
0: It says here, the Pick and Pay group has made excellent progress in delivering the objectives set out in its long-term plan to build a more effective, agile, and profitable business closely attuned to the needs of its customers. Over the past four months, this has enabled us to play a vital role in one of South Africa's essential services, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, But anyway, it just goes on, and the market just says, no, -hmm. no, thanks very much, we're down
1: 2%. But you know what? For me, it was more like a cut and paste. There was nothing special in in, in any of of that sort of real announcement. And if if you want to know exactly where Pick and Pay is, it's sitting right, right this minute. It's just trading on its 52-week low. So forty-two and
0: fifty-six. Okay, that tells that tells you everything. Cashbuild came mm. out with its fourth quarter operational updates and trading statement for the full year uh, twenty twenty. Cashbuild. Okay, it's 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 a company that's been an extraordinary success story. A, a friend of mm. ours that we we speak to occasionally used to know. Was it Pat McGoldrick? That's right. Petty. He was an
1: Irish guy. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Very much so. Fantastic mm-hmm. fellow. You should love interviewing him. I mean, mm-hmm. he would talk about the company and the, the numbers and everything, but then drift off into anecdotal stories, uh, which tells you so much about him and so much about the company. But anyway, Cashbuild has evolved since then. What has it done? Mm-hmm. It's, d- it's down today after the operational update. Is it one you look at?
1: It's it's not one I look at from a from a Sunland point of view, but it's one I look at have a lot of clients that are interested. I've it's one of the shares I've actually yet to hear a bad word said about them. Yeah. it's got a huge it's got a huge fan base. Maybe it's to do with the with the, the founding uh, the founder who was so low liked locally in the industry. But other than that, I mean, very cash flow positive. Doing very interesting things in the right place at the right time. Uh, I mean, the stock is down thirty, well twenty-nine percent year to date, but not far off the other places in its sector. But I mean, have yet? I mean, show me a share in South Africa of this sort of quality. I think in this sort of medium cap space. I mean, because it's got a market cap of, of just over four billion, so maybe small to mid cap. Hmm. Um, but I mean, it's trading, Lindsay, on a P of nine. It plays a dividend yield. It's got very strong cash flow. plays a dividend yield of over 5.5%. Um, it's one of those businesses that I think unfairly so with, with South Africa and the JSC. We always have so much little liquidity in some of our sh- smaller shares. That probably should be trading higher. Just a solid set of numbers. But it's got its fan base. So I'm sure it will.
0: Yes, and it's, it's very attuned to the GDP numbers, and it's very attuned mm. to the economy. Uh, so if people start getting some more money in their pockets, they go down there with their bucky, buy some bricks, buy some cement, yeah. and off they yeah. go and build uh, build something in their house. I, I don't know. It's, I mean, so you'd have to. But would you say,
1: Linz, "Yeah, it is fascinating"? But you'd have to say, like, even look, it's bounced back almost fifty percent from its lows in March, like a lot of other shares. Yeah. But in this, given South Africa's I guess, the lacklustre or no-zero growth that we've got. I mean, this is literally on the cold face for SA. I mean, any sort of hint of South Africa bouncing back, I guess these guys would be uh, on the forefront of that, I guess.
0: Yes, indeed. Uh, and... Yeah, there's so much competition, but on the other hand, they're still there and they're still doing well. And the share price Mm. has has served you well over 10 years anyway. Okay. Let's have a look at the spot prices. Dollar Rand is 1716, was 1730 yesterday. British pound against the Rand is 2249. Euro Rand is 2024. Five. The euro continues to strengthen, and that is borne out by the fact that the euro dollar is one eighteen. In fact, one eighteen oh mm. two. That euro just keeps on
1: going. What about big number on uh, on cable? Have you seen where that's trading this morning?
0: One thirty one oh five. I've got there now. Mm. And do you know why cable is called cable?
1: Yep. Tell us. Because the because the East Telegraph cable between New York and London. It went under the sea, and that's how I got the name Cable.
0: Exactly. The dollar uh, the, the dollar against the British pound, or the British pound mm. against the dollar, was Back called in the day. was called Cable, yeah. And that's why there's a three-month contract on the London Metal Exchange, because it used to take three months for copper to go <laughs> from Chile or from other other places to, to London and get offloaded. That's why there was a three-month contract. It's a still The London Metal Exchange is still a mystery to me. The Dow Jones last night was up 0.9%. The S&P 500 was up 3 quarters. The Nasdaq up, and again, look at this thing, up 1.5% almost. Uh, This morning in the Far East. Tokyo up 1.7%. Shanghai, big move there. Uh, Shanghai up very slightly. Hang Sang, big move there as well, up 2.5%. And in Australia, the all-share index in Sydney, up nearly 2%, 1.86 to be precise. The gold price, taking a bit of a pause. It's unchanged at 1977, we'll call it. Um... What else? Platinum is up 8 to 9.29. Where's Palladium, please, Nick? Mm.
1: That's up the same, up 0.6%, but it's actually back above the big number. So it's exactly 2,100. And uh, I must point out when I started doing my notes this morning, a couple of hours ago, uh, these these precious metal prices fell down. So it's certainly Mm. bounced back. And I think that's to do with a little bit of dollar weakness all of a sudden coming back to the fore.
0: WTI crude is down very, very slightly, seven cents a barrel to forty dollars and ninety-four. Brent crude oil is forty-four dollars and six cents per barrel, which is also very slightly weaker up to the tune of nine cents or zero point two percent. Nothing in the diary
1: today, Nick. Nothing in the diary, but we we keep forgetting to mention it. We must stick it back on our watch list when we chat. Uh, mm-hmm. Iron ore again this morning. Yes. Uh, once again, I mean, this is now believe after today's move in China. It is now the best performing commodity. It's overtaken gold. Everyone's got the, I mean, everyone's talking about gold returning twenty two or twenty three percent this year, but in fact, iron ore is even better this morning. Um, I mean, currently iron ore is. I mean, this morning the on the Chinese exchange iron ore is much up as much as four percent, one hundred and twenty seven dollars a ton. And I must, and I must tell you that most analysts have a long-term average price 60. of about sixty-five. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So just continuing to confound uh, the, the sort of the, the experts, um, uh-huh. and a lot of it to do as well with. Uh, I mean, one of the biggest Brazilian miners, Vale, they also even battling to keep up the increase to output this raw material. So uh, keep an eye on that iron ore price, everyone. It's also quite, and that's good for ESF. It's good for, it's good for the likes of Cumber, et cetera. So keep an eye on that.
0: It's so good because uh, our iron is such good quality as well. On the upside today on the JSE, after around about 45 minutes of trading, but uh, bear in mind my screen is slightly delayed, uh, Bidvest is up. Are just over 4%. Where did that come from? Bidvis. Absa Group up 3.6%. Nedcor up 3.4%. Investec Limited 3.4% better. Telcom up 3.4%. We were having a go at them yesterday for expanding into financial services. But interesting, Nick, that Absa, Nedcor, and Investec Limited are three financial institutions doing well today. I suppose that's the slight
1: um, strength in the range. Possibly, Lindsay. It's difficult to so Africa seems to be I don't know if it if it's lost this little correlation to the rest of emerging markets. Um, I don't know. I've just got this feeling the last few days that there's quite a bit of negativity coming through to SA. And I'm not... I battle because I like to compare apples with apples all the time. So you, you want to... You know, you want to bar the rand when... The is going up and the Mexican, uh, Russian rubles is going up, the Mexican peso, etc. But the last three days, that correlation has actually broken down. So it's a little bit diff- difficult to factor in. But um, the banks took a big knock yesterday, Lindsay. I mean, they really did. I mean, that banking yes. index was took an average 5 6% down. So maybe a little bit of a bounce back. But South Africa worries me a little bit. It seems to be sort of bobbing along in this investment uh, ocean on its own at the moment.
0: Yes, and lots of criticism coming in for the the president. But again, we'll talk about that later on with David Shapiro. Pick and pay down three point one percent. Harmony down one point two. Equitas down point eight percent. BHP Group down half a percent. Anything out of that after the first forty nine minutes of trading?
1: No, we're just going to wait through for later. We've got Walt well, Disney results out of America. That'll be quite a good one to watch because they're very, you know, on one side their theme parks have all been shut, but on the other side that huge success in launching their streaming, that Disney Plus. Uh, Platform, so that's out a little later. So, other than that, it's actually a bit of a quiet day today, a bit of a quiet Tuesday.
0: And on that quiet Tuesday, after 50 minutes of trading now, what are the indices showing us?
1: Mm. Well, it's actually a positive, a positive quiet Tuesday. We're up half a percent currently with the all share. That's running on from yesterday's positive today. So two days up in a row, 56,141. The all share, up 311 points. Uh, JSE top 40, up 0.47, 51,811. Financial index, as you pointed out, Lindsay, these banks are bouncing back a little bit. Uh, 1.82% up on the financials. Uh, we have the small cap index up 0.4%. Uh, Consumer on cyclicals up 1.86. Healthcare also having a good day. I guess that's the likes of Aspen. I see that's up over a percent. Healthcare index at 1.6. And I've only got one on the downside, and that's the technology index, which is currently a little bit of a lag, down 0.22%. So, so far it looks like a good start to the second uh, second day of the month.
0: Very good indeed, Nick Kunza, Thank you so much for your time this morning. That was the opening with Nick Kunza from Sandland Private Wealth, and Nick will be back with myself and David Shapiro for the five o'clock shadow just after five. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy position